Blog Talk Radio. reciting what 
that is. What is annoying me, and that is the fact that, you know, there's no more woe with me, overcome obstacles type thing with Kofi Kingston. And now they're like, well, you got to focus on Randy Orton. So we're dragging up stories that happened, you know, back in 2008, 2009. That's fine. I get the premise. Randy Orton says, you know, you've never beat me. You never will beat me. And as a matter of fact, you know, this is this is how things are going because obviously, well, as Randy put it, you never have beaten me one-on-one. So how about, you know, I join in on the fun tonight's show and make it a six-man. Randy didn't attack him from behind, but, you know, afterwards, the extracurricular activity on SmackDown Live on the main event, after the main event was done, Randy hits an RKO more than once, so... It leaves you the impression that the story between Randy and Kofi is going to continue. The question is, at Clash of Champions or Night of Champions, will Kofi remain the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, or will Randy Orton come away with the championship? Boring, in my opinion. Simply because you give Kofi Kingston some fire. He adds fuel to it. He overcomes several, several obstacles before WrestleMania 35, which, by the way, folks, I'm so glad of the end result. But now, now, I'm looking forward to what will make Kofi stand out. The fact that he can do high-flying maneuvers, the fact that he's now the first champion, African-American, to be the world champion. Come on, have we forgotten about Booker T and Mark Henry? Did they have significant impact like Kofi? No. Because everyone used to say, you're a joke. You know, we can't take you seriously. Do I have dislikes for Kofi? Look, I'm not a big fan of his because everyone and their mother cheers for Kofi Kingston. They're like, you can't like Kofi? I'm like, look, six foot two, 212 pounds, can work with the best of them, can make a match flow really good. I'm just not, you know, I'm not into that. Everyone and their mother cheers for New Day. When, in fact, it's the same old shtick that it was five years ago. No, people really didn't. They didn't boo or cheer them. They were kind of tweeners, if you think about it. As in the fact that crowds will boo, crowds will cheer. They win the tag team championship for the sixth time. I'm getting sick of seeing them as champions. Are they entertaining? Uh, Yes. Can I take them seriously after the Hell in a Cell that happened between them and the Usos? I want to point this out about New Day because I don't really the show the whole show about Roman Reigns getting attacked really. You're going to play the same setup as Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black who attacked Aleister Black, except for the only difference is there's no Nikki Cross rolling on the floor taking microphones out of people's hands saying, "I know." I know you guys want a conventional review on uh, SmackDown Live. I can guarantee you that's not going to happen. I'm going to give you the real about what I think about the show, and this is the following. And it's going to be the following review. SmackDown Live, it's kind of a hit and miss type show, and it's not really supposed to... be good or bad, but this review is going to be real short because I'd like to get in-depth on my rant, off the rails uncensored, which is copyrighted by the way. It was copyrighted and coined as a podcast, individual podcast, sub-show thereof, 2016. If you decide to use this podcast, it will be 45 bucks. I don't have very many forms of advertisements during my show, folks, because that's just me. All right? So that's SmackDown Live Review. Oh, Aleister Black hinting that someone just come knock on my door. What is this, Three's Company? Come on. You know, you got an interesting, compelling story of, oh, my gosh, you know, you have intrigue because fans are wondering who attacked Roman Reigns. There's a lot of theories floating out there that Daniel Bryan could be the culprit. That Rowan was told what to do. You were seen in the car. That Buddy Murphy's a liar. Oh, and 
it's confusing when you say someone has the night off and then they don't. They have the night off as a worker. Okay, cool. Elias had the night off as a worker and screwed over Kevin Owens in the match with uh, Samoa Joe. So that angle is kind of interesting. But, oh, wait. We have a caller, dears. And I'm guessing it could be the one, the only. She's a huge proponent of the chapter of Arkansas Raider Nation. She's the president of the Alexa Bliss fan club, the godmother of, you know, professional wrestling fandom. She loves Jim Cornette. She idolized him. She loved Jimmy Hart here and there. And she was a big fan of Bobby the Brain Heenan, ladies and gentlemen. Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B-Train. And no, I'm not the president of Alexa Bliss Fan Club. That's Big Swing's title, you know. Um, But however, you might get a big kick out of this one. My son informed me the other day that I could be president of the Nikki Cross Fan Club. Yes. See, Granny, I told you she wasn't that. She's just sweet. She's but just, you know yeah. what? I didn't say I would do that. And I know, and I was never really a big fan of Jim Cornette's back in the day. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm personal friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton, but, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't care much for Jim Cornette. I mean, you know, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, well, you know. What can I say about Bobby the Brain Heenan? I mean, you know, I, he wasn't one of my favorite people either. I enjoyed watching him, you know, him and Gr- Gorilla Monsoon together all the time, you know. But um, but no, and I'm not fans of the Raider Nation or Yankee Nation or, you know, all of that <laughs> stuff like my son says I am. But moving on, I just thought I'd call in for a few minutes and, you know, and – you know, I, I know you've been doing, you know, making some changes on your shows and stuff. And, you know, and like I said, I hope you didn't mind me calling in. I just thought I'd call in for a little bit and, you know, say hey and let the fans know that Granny was still around. You know, Granny's been busy lately. I'm getting ready to go to a convention, state convention next week down in Little Rock, Arkansas oh. for our Moose Lodge. So, you know, I've been tied up getting ready for that. So, well, you know, it's been, like I said, I, I kind of had fun on a Attitude Era Live only, and um, I, I just I just kind of point this out there. Like, it was, it's been a while since I've been on a podcast. Last time I was on one was at least, uh, let's see here, and three years ago. That was the last time I was considered a guest. I don't really necessarily mind being a guest on a show. And um, when when I was good at point this out there, like the fact that, you know, people really sometimes don't believe that I've met Hunter. And I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed kind of just making my point. It's like he can either shake your hand, acknowledge you, or just completely ignore you. Because he's got a zillion other things on his mind that he has to work with. He's not just the COO, the chief operations officer in WWE. That job entails part ownership of the company, ownership of the company, and also to keep track of NXT. Uh, that most people associate him with that. That is true. Um, but at the same time, there's a reason why he stays quiet. In the room with people It's to get to know the person's personality And what they can bring to the table for him And if you don't necessarily bring anything To the table for him Then he either points the finger To one of his coaches And says I'm sorry we're going to have to cut you Blah 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 You're not doing the best that you can And that's what happened to me So Long story short I was glad to be You know Just reinstate You know I have met the game on more than one occasion but I have not sat down and had a actual this is your contract chat with him so like I said I, I enjoyed my time with Icon and Swing I thought you know the question about NXT kind of uh, it made me smile when Big Swings and those people associated or, or you know that NXT is just the the AAA brand of, of professional wrestling for WWE. That's funny because 
most of NXT's events have sold out, whereas Maine has struggled for that. And I'm talking about stateside. I'm not talking about Canada. Because we noticed, Granny, that SummerSlam was sold out in the Scotia Center in Toronto. Um, I, You know, Granny, i got to get your opinion on this. Natty losing in her own hometown. Don't you think that's kind of rough around the edges as far as, you know, losing to Becky? Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. You know, I mean, I... You know, Natalia, you know, she she deserves a chance to be champion again. You know, she deserves to be a champion. And, you know, and bless her heart, I mean, she's, she's worked very hard, you know. And I felt like, well, you know, I, I, I think she should have had a better chance of, of maybe winning that match, you know. But. Well, I got to get your opinion on this because, a lot of the fans on Instagram were wondering, like, I wonder, you know, what a lot of people are going to say about Sasha returning after a four-month hiatus since WrestleMania. Because a lot of people, Granny, thought she was going to jump ship and go to AEW. I always told people, and look, her, her merchandise is still on the shop. And usually when a superstar leaves, that merchandise stays on the shop for at least three to four months so they can get the remainder of their money. And even then, you know, people that have not been there for a while, Ambrose's merchandise is in clearance, and then in a few months it's not going to be there. But I got to get your opinion on Sasha's return because I would. It completely shocked me. I thought it was going to be Dolph Ziggler coming out in drag. That's just my honest opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that blue hairdo, I was like, oh, my gosh. She took off that wig and that bright blue hair. I was like, wow, you know, I mean, yeah, I was surprised to see her back, too. I, um, you know, I don't I don't know what she's thinking. I mean, you know, only time will tell, I guess, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, she's going to want a chance to get back at Bailey probably at some point in time, maybe. I don't know, you know, so. Uh, yeah, but I, I was surprised to of, see her, too. I think a Clash of Champions, you're going to see Sasha go after the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, or she's going to go after Becky's. I don't know. It, it could be, you know, a lot of scenarios that play out in fans' heads about Sasha Banks. And I told this yesterday, I'm like, look. I, who has been through a hiatus before in professional wrestling, is not comparable to what Sasha went through mentally. But honestly, Granny, I think it's like I said some very nice things about her, but I also retracted some of them because, or I'm going to, because, look, you hold out on a company for four months. They're in a wrestling war right now with AEW. AEW's pay-per-view is two weeks from now in Chicago. It'll be at the Sears Center. There's like, it's sold out. And she had opportunity. She was commenting on this stuff, leaving cryptic statuses on uh, Instagram and whatnot. But I found it funny that Corey Graves mentioned that. And I, I just was laughing. So I was like, why don't she go back to making cryptic statuses on Instagram? I almost spit out my drink because to me, I know. That I've had history with Sasha before, not in a match, but like <clears throat> meeting her, guys do, you know, different things. And it's just like, okay, so my thing is, with her coming back, does it spice up the women's division? Yeah, you bet your ass it does. So I'm just going to say, I'm really at this point, Granny, I'm kind of. SmackDown Live is to me all over the place And I just I was hoping that she was going to show up Last night And Becky posted on her Instagram With Sasha hitting her with a chair Receipts are coming So you know that things got personal Real quick And I'm just going to leave it at this If Sasha returned You know, her returning Yeah to answer your question, dude, from yesterday, yes, it will spice up the women's division because if not, the women's division to me was looking very flat. I mean, sure, you got Becky, you have Charlotte, 
But without Sasha, I'm sorry. I've never been a Bailey fan ever since day one. And I'm sorry, Izzy. I love you to pieces. I know Bailey's your idol. She's, you know, a very good role model and whatnot. But you do realize, you know, I don't, I don't normally say nice things, but I think the Loch Ness Monster and um, Bigfoot are missing their relative, uh, Bailey, that is. And, uh, you know, she likes to hug everything. So it's very, very moment of time before Bailey starts hugging the wrong people. And maybe she thinks she can talk sense into Sasha, from what I heard from a fan yesterday on our Instagram. Maybe Bailey can talk some sense into Sasha. I don't think so. Or honestly, to answer your question, Ramon, I don't see Bailey talking sense into Sasha, maybe beating sense into her, but I don't. I don't think after a four-month hiatus, Sasha's in the mood for talking to. But, uh, I don't think so either. Ooh. I don't think so either. I think Sasha's more in the mood to just, you know, play the cards right and, and just move forward. Because, look, to answer a few of your questions yesterday, what do I think Sasha wants? I obviously think she wants championship gold. But she's got to go through a process just like every other female on that roster had to. So, yeah, I mean, that's just one of the questions that was, you know, I failed to answer yesterday because I was going on a, you know, she has to be in the company because she's going to help the company. Yes, she did hurt a few of the appearances and, and the the negotiations of the companies that are affiliated with WWE, like Cricket and um I guess WWE is affiliated with another, like Geico or whomever, insurance-wise, but endorsements are endorsements, which you do now in the here and now in professional wrestling. That's important. So to answer that question, I mean, yeah, she heard a lot of the sponsors. But WWE has Make-A-Wish. They have um, they have several, like Connors Cure. It's not that she hurt them, dude. Like, look. When you're going through a mental hiatus, the company does you, you know give you a per- certain promise. Like it was said in reports that she's supposed to be long tenured championship reign with Bailey, that's the women's tag team champions, and she got promised the sun, the moon, and the stars, and they only gave her the rivers and the lakes and the ravines. Look, look, sob stories be sob stories. Sasha's obviously moved on from that, and you know it is what it is. Well, all right, folks, time to get down to the nitty-gritty, if you will. If you have small children, I suggest you plug their ears with wax, with cotton, with earmuffs, whatever you have handy, because there is explicit language. Due to the nature of this graphic content of this explicit language, I suggest that you exit the children out of their rooms and make them clean, you know, make, you know, do haste, whatever, Watch whatever's on the TV. Turn it up full volume. Off the Rails and Censors features explicit content. It features content that is not owned by Off the the Rails Uncensored. Off the Rails Uncensored was featured as a sub-show in 2016 and has been copyrighted. If you wish to distribute the title fully Off the Rails Uncensored, you owe 45 bucks. That's just the gist, man. I do not own the rights to Nikki Cross, Glasgow Cross, CFO for us, Jim Johnson, WWE Incorporated. All right, monkeys in the truck, hit my music. Take it. Not really. 
Granny, I have been trying to tell folks why I think Kofi Kingston is no longer a woe-with-me guy. He doesn't have a chip on his shoulder anymore, but no one seems to listen to moi. I just, look, Kofi has no longer any barriers like since WrestleMania 35. He's been on a roll. They beat, well, they didn't beat, he did not beat Randy Orton. He, they both got counted out at SummerSlam. Now, Revival kind of has a point. New Day kind of like the class clowns around uh, the tag team division. They, I don't think they're ruining it. I think they're letting everybody compete, plain and simple. But to me, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. They make me laugh. Don't get me wrong. They make me laugh. But I can't, I just don't, I'm not the type of fan that's going to be like, New Day gives me a sense of hope. They really make me feel warm, fuzzy, tingly feelings inside. And what do I mean by this, folks? They've been six-time champions. And why do we think that is? It's because they earned their opportunity. They won the match. I think Heavy Machinery should have gone completely over because they set them up. and They did well, but it just wasn't their time. The fans really like New Day. What is wrong with you all? I'm just asking that question because you all asked me what's wrong with me. I couldn't tell you. I don't, Granny doesn't have a pen, pad, and paper and a long, 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 long list to tell you of what's wrong with moi. Okay, we'd be here all day, all night, and Christmas and New Year's, and I don't want to miss the NFL playoffs. Trust me, I don't. <laughs> but... Let's be real, shall we? I am a firm believer that people deserve opportunities. I am a firm believer also that quit feeling sorry for Kofi Kingston. Please don't, because the man has enough talent to last him some and then some. However, I'm not a fan of he did this, you know, the woe was me story. He had to work hard before WrestleMania. Yes. I agree. He had to work his ass off and jump through hoops, literal hoops with fire, metaphorical hoops with fire, doesn't matter. Mr. McMahon did not take him seriously because he's always been that B-team player. A man his size, at Kofi, you know, 6'2", 212 pounds, he's been through a lot. I mean, over the years, people just saw him as the Intercontinental, the United States champion guy. That's all they saw him as. I never, Granny once said, he will never be a world heavyweight champion. I don't know. By any means, I always thought he could be. And now that he is, like, we're not going to play hot potato with the title belt, please. But, Granny, I saw something that disturbed me quite rightfully so. They said that Lesnar was supposed to be on the SmackDown Live roster. Now, what has he got? I hope. Well, that's what I I heard rumors that, um, being that he could not have a rematch against Seth Rollins, that I heard rumors that he was possibly going to SmackDown after they go to Fox in the fall, you know, October, whenever they're supposed to be going to Fox. I mean, God help us all. I thought we had gotten rid of Lesnar. And then he came back and won the championship belt. And now he's lost it again. Please, WWE, take him away. I I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him on Raw. I don't want to see him on SmackDown. He needs to just disappear. But it's not my decision to I, – I, I'm, not, I'm not the hire that be for WWE. And I wouldn't want to be – the hire to be to make those kind of decisions but if you're going to keep following through and do what you said you were going to do last November December we're going to start giving the fans what you what they want nobody wants to see Lesnar we're tired of seeing Lesnar he does not show up he only shows up when he wants He's not even, I mean, he wasn't even, to me, a true champion. I have seen more wrestlers 
that should be considered true champions that never had the chance because they're giving the title to somebody like Brock Lesnar to a man that only shows up when he wants to show up. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. Um, we're all entitled said, to we're all entitled to our opinions. Yeah, and I I got when that he was going to be a part of it. I says, you know, if Orton isn't the one to take it in, Lesnar has something in his contract. I'm going to just tell you right now, you lost 8 million viewers from uh, in viewership for Monday Night Raw. Do you really want to deplete the show that needs the most help it can get? And I'm referring to SmackDown Live. It used to be the show that was amazing back, you know, in 1718 and years before that. But now it's kind of dwindling on the on the aisles of being very similar to WCW. And yes, I do realize that's kind of the irony in my statement because Eric Bischoff is running the show and having creative help from, you know, Road Dog and all the other all the other people that are associated with creative because I sound like a real smart if I start listing off who's on the fucking staff. But let me explain something to you all. I've seen, Granny's seen, we've all seen a lot of styles of writing and uh, how the wrestling flow goes on SmackDown Live. Could you guys please keep one concept at a time? Because this whole thing with Aleister Black saying all someone has to do is knock on my door is hinting that maybe... He could be the mastermind behind the whole Roman Reigns incident. Even Samoa Joe was like, you know, look, I may be a heartless son of a bitch, but I'm not a guy that's completely heartless. So there's one thing. Then you have Kofi Kingston in the New Day, a group that seems impenetrable, a group that seems like they cannot be touched. That's been, you know, because the merchandise is one thing that the crowd just pops for them no matter what. So kind of a lose-lose situation if you try and change things nowadays in professional wrestling, as they say. But, uh, you know, it, it, the New Day story continues because, as always, you know, they win a tag team championship, they lose. You know, win, lose, draw, they're still the crowd favorites. Kofi Kingston, on the other hand, like I was saying, he does, you know, wrestle like he's always had a chip on his shoulder. What kind of chip, dude? You're a good dude, and you're a great wrestler. I just, it irritates me that they're portraying him as the guy that always has to prove something. Really, what does he have to prove? He's a champion. He is a world champion. And now, when I, you know, you read, people get all been out of shape. I mean, I... I'm sorry, Granny and I can't help it, but when we read a name that is not synonymous, but it's well-known, why he only shows up during the pay-per-views? And that is a grandiose total of 12 to 14 appearances, in which he gets paid $12.5 million. And then on top of that, he gets a merch check, and on top of that, he gets a net worth check. So really, ladies and gentlemen, you get a singular paycheck that's salary pay, but if your name is Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, sure, you don't debate what creative does with you because you know you're going to get uninhibited favoritism. Sorry, folks, decided to break out the dictionary of big words, but you know what? Here's the thing about professional wrestling. Uh, here's the thing about the subject matter. Monday Night Raw has really improved their product. Do you know why? Because when Heyman started writing some of the stuff, not all, you see an improvement. You don't see as much talking. You see action. Even if the matches are the same, somewhat redundant, sometimes, not always. Andrade seeing almost Rey Mysterio, anyone? Uh, okay. SmackDown Live is really a clusterfuck. Again. And New Day is anchoring said fuck. The clusterfuck, that is. So, the New Day story continues. I'm trying to tell you all, I am not an 
probably will not jump on the bandwagon that is New Day. I don't mind them. I don't mind them working. It's just I will not be, you know, an uber fan of them. You know, their Skittles commercial really cracks me up. So the points that I'm trying to make is Kofi, his character, is wrestling with what chip on his shoulder that he he could not beat Randy Orton. Is that it? I'm not trying to psychoanalyze everything, but dear Lord, man, that match at SummerSlam was a disappointment. It could have been better, but he got double counted out. It makes sense because Randy made a face at his son, you know, like, hey, I'm going to beat your daddy up, blah, 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 blah. And in SmackDown Live, Granny was like adding fuel to the fire when he said, you know, your son's going to have a chat with you one day, and you're going to look like a coward because you ran away from the situation. You didn't beat my ass. Instead, you got counted out like a coward. You know, Randy's always been an antagonist, Granny. He always has been. It doesn't matter if he's heel or babyface. Randy always and will forever be that antagonist that drives whomever he's in a rival or feud with completely nuts. So Very true. Are things, yeah, are things always going to get ugly with Randy Orton? Look, you can't trust a snake. You know, the same thing goes with Jake the Snake Roberts. Why, when Jake said he was friends with The Undertaker back in the day, Did we believe him? Part of us wanted to believe yes, and then he stuck his hand in the coffin and proceeded to beat The Undertaker with a chair. So, what's the correlation between Randy and Jake? Well, they're, you know, one actually came out to the ring with steak and DDT'd your ass, and he didn't fucking trust anybody. Jake is, that is. Randy, he just, you don't know which Randy Orton you're going to get. The friendly neighborhood Mr. Rogers, Randy Orton, the one that fought, you know, for the good, you know, the common good in man, or the Randy Orton that she just lives about and comes out of nowhere, and you don't even know where he's coming from, just hits you with an RKO. That's the Randy Orton that's coming about right now. Uh, is he predictable? No, because you don't know if Randy's going to hit Kofi with that RKO or shake his hand. Well, I don't think that's what he's going to do now, but all I'm saying is Kofi really doesn't need to be portrayed as the guy with a chip on his shoulder. I have nothing against his ability. I have nothing against the fact that he's champion, although it'd be nice if we did not play hot potato with, you know, oh, you won a championship, so I'm going to win the championship. Please don't do that. That's what they did with Charlotte and Sasha at one point, and no thanks. All I ask is you give it the feud some more fuel to the already lit fire because I want – I don't know about anybody else, but I want some fucking intrigue. Like, damn, I can't believe Randy just did that or holy shit, what the fuck did Kofi just do? I know it's going to get there eventually, and I have to be patient, but Granny, I'm sorry. I just – I don't I was not a big fan of their match at SummerSlam and I was not I was not displeased with last night with what Randy did but to me it's like okay when are they going to un- unleash the two of them just let loose Well me, personally like I would like to see ahead. a match where we can sit and say this is awesome this is awesome that's what I want to see. I want to see that kind of match. I'm, I so agree with what you're saying. I want to see them just let loose, fight it out, and give the fans what we want to see. Give the fans that magic. Give the fans that excitement. Because it seems like they're just holding back, and it's not natural. Like, you can tell, Granny, like, they know that they're supposed to do, like, what they plan in the back. I know this because, like I said, fans, i not well-known. I used to be on the other side of the spectrum. I have a general idea of how it works. I don't know everything, and I don't intend to. But to me, it just seems like, okay, I'm going to, you know, hit you with an RKO, and then I'm going to lift you up and then the RKO, man. Like, I don't think that's how the conversation went, but it kind of has to because, like, to me, like, if you're going to plan something out and it 
the fans, you know, they're into it because, oh, Randy Orton, you know, he hit uh, Kofi. Some fans said to me on Instagram, he hit him from behind. I said, no, Randy's pretty straightforward. He'll hit you when you're least expecting it and when you know it's coming. And I think I don't think Kofi's afraid. I don't think he's afraid of Randy. I honestly, folks, they've known each other for 11 years. Well, maybe longer. They're both in OVW at a very different time. You know, Randy was in there in 2001. Kofi was in there in 2001. And, yes, Kofi started a career as a fake Jamaican, you know, whatever, fake Jamaican accent. Let me say that. Not fake Jamaican, fake accent. Let me rephrase that. So he had to work his way up, and he was mainly a ladders match guy. You know, he wasn't really considered serious. And then New Day came. Let's fast forward, shall we? New Day came in 2014, 2015. Supposed to be another nation of domination. But that didn't happen. So gimmick-wise, Kofi's been where he's at because the writers tell him, do it, he does it. Vince may seem like a non-lenient boss, but look, folks, he did give him opportunity, you have to say, because he overcame a lot before WrestleMania 35, okay? So it was his building, brewing, belt ready to boil over, and now finally that pot fell uh, fell over, and now he's champion. So what fucking chip on his shoulder are fans seeing? I'm not seeing it. I know Kofi's got a proverbial chip on his shoulder in other ways, but he's champion, so you really can't tell me from this perspective, that he is wrestling with a chip on his shoulder, man. Just saying, like, opinion, outsider's opinion, I'm welcome with mine, too. I'm just telling you, he really doesn't have anything else to prove. What does he have to prove? Beating Randy Orton, yeah, that adds to his resume. But like Granny and I just said, I like to see a match that makes us get off the edge of our seats and go, damn, what a good match. Exactly. I really at this at this point, Randy Orton, the caliber, a superstar that he is, and how long he's been with the company, seventeen years, folks. Seventeen, a little bit longer than Kofi, but that doesn't mean shit to me because what I focus on is the here and the now. What have they done? Where are they now? Randy, yeah, he's beaten big names, folks. And that's the list of names on his resume is no slouch. He's no slouch either. What I love to see is just them beat the holy fuck out of each other. No, I want to see a progression in which make me go to watch SmackDown Live and go, well, holy fuck, what an awesome match they had. Okay, that's it. Plain and simple. I have nothing against the New Day. I'm just not a big fan of them. Like everyone, they, everyone and their mother is. New Day can be very entertaining and very comedic, and when you need it, you need a laugh, turn on New Day. But for them to win championships, Big E and Xavier Woods six times, they must be doing something right, because obviously they wouldn't put faith in them if they didn't have faith in them. You feel me? I'm not saying they're a bad tag team. I just want somebody else aside from them to be champion. Okay. I agree. This is pretty much a nut. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to give variety to the tag team division. Like heavy machinery, the revival. They're like, well, the revival bores us to tears. That that's maybe true, but not. You know, it's amazing, Granny. I haven't seen Boring Corbin or Lacey Evans. Thank the Lord, our lucky stars have been shining upon us for that fact. That's very true too. <laughs> Say. Anyways, folks, it was a nice surprise that uh, Granny come on the show. But if well, you I hope you didn't mind me coming on today, B-Train. No, no, I I did not mind at all. Um, but I am going to end the show because a good old Brian Rose has to eat. So, yes, stomach is calling for food, and stomach gets very cranky. And, yes, I'm speaking in third person about an organ of mine, folks. Yes, it's not unusual <laughs> on the show, right? Well, you know, you know, fans, you know, normally I do help B train on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but you know, as he said a few weeks ago, he was making some changes and I think he's kind of been giving granny a little bit of a break because he knew that I'd been tied up with other things. And so bless you B train. 
Uh, I don't know when I'll see you and Mr. Kirk Gannon back at WSC again, but uh, hopefully it'll be soon. Hopefully soon as well, but um, you know, it's like my new job. I I now work uh, Saturdays, um, but I will be. Like I said, I told Kurt this, and I'm going to tell the world this. It's, it's a weird process, folks. I come here to take care of personal things. But I will be moving back to New York fairly soon, so I can get back with familiarity and um, the subway again and, and long traffic jams that make me curse and, and hate life sometimes, but also thankful for it. But anyway, so I will be moving right around the AEW pay-per-view, which is ironic, so around August 30th, August 31st. I've already reserved a U-Haul and whatnot. So moving again. Two days after Granny's birthday, B-Train. I know that. But I have one or two days after my birthday, you know. (laughs) You know, fans, for her birthday, I heard she's, you know, she's denying this, but I'm going to get her flame retardant, dart proof, waterproof, burn proof, tire proof, Alexa Bliss shirt. And same in paraphrase quote, you know, a, a Raiders jersey that says Granny Villain. Okay, you know, and I can definitely make room on the, and it's going to read number 34 for some weird reason. And, and fans, I'm going to get her the same, you know, proof jersey. Yankees jersey says Granny Villain. So, you know, Granny's quite the <laughs> You know, that's what, Anthony, that's what Anthony's been talking about all along. He, he, you know, he says me train, he says, well, you know, when you get your birthday gift from B Train, you won't be able to destroy it, Mama Dylan. Now he's calling me Mama Dylan because of you know, you know Travis and Bobby Dylan at WFC, you know. And I said I am not his mother, and he says, but I'm a fan of Bobby Dylan's, and you're my mama because you know, since the villains are kind of no more. He's had to go to a different route of finding somebody else to cheer for, and now he's calling me Mama Dylan, and I'm like, no, I, that's not my name. You know, I I don't know what this child, I, I say child, I mean, fans, my son is 32 years old. I, I, you know, he's not a child, but I guess I guess he's just a big kid at heart. I mean, we're all big kids at heart, you know, but, you know, I just, I, I, I tell you, I got to share a real quick story with you, B-Train. At uh, WCWA in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, the end of July, when we did that last show there, or when they did that last show there, I say we, but I I say we because I kind of like help get the crowd going, and I boo at the bad guys like always, you know. But there was this one guy by the name of Mike Pulaski, and he was actually on SmackDown like on Tuesday night as one of the paramedic guys, you know, when Roman got the shelving pushed over on him, you know, he was one of the paramedic guys. And, you know, he was standing there. He came out to the ring in a pair of jeans and tennis shoes. That was what he wrestled in. And he was making his WCWA debut. And he informed me, you crazy old woman, sit down and shut up or get in this ring and show me what you got. Well, you know, Granny's not going to step down from a challenge fans I walk up not totally by the ring I I keep my distance granny knows what she can do and what she can't do and I stood there and I looked up at him and I said well I would but I don't want to make you cry when I put you in a headlock and I thought the roof was going to cave in with the granny chant I, you you think I get de- you think I get heat at WFC B train? Oh my God, Terrell Tempo, he came and wrestled against Dusty Gold, and I called him I call him Hippo Tippo, and he says that I'm not a hippo, and I said, well, would you rather me call you a big chicken? And after the match, he stands there and he says, Oh Granny, and he looks at me, and this is a black guy, a black wrestler. He looks at me and blows me a kiss after the match. <laughs> and I said, you big creep. I said, quit blowing me kisses. <laughs> you know, so Granny really got the heat. You know, now Malico, Malico's actually a face at WCWA. 
I I really enjoy being able to cheer for Malico, you know, at WCWA. I mean, uh, but, you know, fans, it is what it is. I mean, Granny's not a wrestler. Yes, I get threatened to be thrown in the ring a few times, you know, here and there. And maybe someday, I'll never be a wrestler fan because my body won't, my body cannot heal the pain. I have too many health issues. Manager, maybe. I'll walk somebody to the ring if need be, you know. But that's going to be the extent of Granny's wrestling career. Just so you all know, I mean, just throwing that out there. So, I thought you would enjoy hearing that story. Uh, yes, I, I certainly did. Boswell, it's been lovely. It's been nice. I'll say it again. I'll say it thrice. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it, and Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster had to say, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? All right, toodles, bitches. Enjoyed being on with you today, B-Train. Me as well. Thank you, Granny, so much. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's You're a welcome. pleasure having you on. All right, have a good day, night, whatever. Uh, enjoy the football, baseball season, whatever season you're into. Dig it. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs>